I'm so thankful that you tuned in to this Easter experience at Central Online. And we want you to know up front, man, that we exist to help people find and follow Jesus. And we also want you to know that we are, we're imperfect people in progress. So no matter where you're, you're tuning in from the Bay, maybe from another state here in the U.S., or maybe from another continent or country, uh, wherever you are in your spiritual journey, I hope you come to find Central to be, be a place you can call your home. Well, happy, happy Easter and what a year it has been. I mean, I started 2020 kind of feeling like, like this, like wide eyed with optimism, like my clothes fit pretty well. Like I was looking forward to like 2020 vision, like clean cut, like looking forward to what was about to take place. And now here we are, Easter. 2021. And I feel a lot like this, like a whole lot has happened in one year's time. I mean, I got a lot more gray hair. Uh, my, my clothes don't fit quite like they used to. So I had a, uh, they shrunk apparently this past year. So I got to get some more little baggier clothes. Wrinkles are happening, but <laughs> here we are. Like we're still standing, a little more wisdom, a little more experience. And I'm so thankful that you're here with us on this this journey. Well, today we celebrate, we celebrate Easter and Easter is more than just a holiday. Today we celebrate Easter with over a billion people around the world because Jesus came to bring more than simply a holiday into our life. He came to bring a brand new day into your life. And here's, here's my favorite Easter verse of, of all time. It's found in Romans 8, 11, and it says this, the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead. Check this out. He lives in you. He, he lives in you. Like, like, let's set on that for a moment. Like, if you're a follower of Jesus, the power of God that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Or maybe, maybe think about it this way. The amount of power that it would take to raise someone up from the dead, the Bible says it, it lives in you. The Spirit of God r- resides in you. And so, so Easter was never intended to just be another holiday that we celebrate. Easter was always intended to bring a new day that you experience throughout the entire, entire year. It can bring a, a whole new day into your life. And it says this, and, and, and just as, or in other words, in the same way that God raised Jesus from the dead, he will give life. Not, it's not a maybe, it's not a hopefully, it's, a, it's not, not maybe if, no, no, he will give life to your mortal bodies, in other words, to the things that, that are dead and, and dying in our life. He can bring resurrection power. He will, will bring life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit. Check this out. It says it lives in you. You think about that. The God who created the cosmos, the God who hung the stars in place, the God who like knit you together, the, the God who's so creative and, and humorous that he created fish and giraffes and all these crazy things that we see. The Bible says that his spirit, if you're a father, it lives, it lives in you. And so in other words, here's, here's what Easter is all about. The resurrection or Easter, it, it gives you the power to close the gap between the life you're currently living and the life that you could be, the life that God created you to live. And this is very near and dear to, to my heart because I see church this way. I've never seen church as, as well, we got to give you something to do for a couple hours on your Sunday. No, no, e- Easter Church is never about religion. It's about process. It's about, it's about going on a, 
on a journey, and the only way that you'll experience all God has created for you is if you go on this, this vibrant journey with Jesus. It's not religion. It's actually where God moves us from death to life. Here, here's what, to put it another way, in, in Jesus' words in John 10.10, 10, uh, he said this. He says, he says, there's a thief. The thief, you, you just need to know. If you're uh, new to church, maybe you don't even believe in all this, I want you to know on Easter, like, you have a very real enemy. And here's his purpose. His purpose is to steal, to kill, and destroy. Like, he wants to destroy your life. But you also need to know that you have a very real God. And Jesus said this, I have come that they may have life and life to the fullest, abundant life, not religion, but, but life that's like brimming over the top, abundant life. And listen, I, I've, done, I've done the religious thing before and, and it left me always wanting more. But I've done church in such a way that it's about a relationship. It's about going on this, this, this personal relationship with Jesus. And I'm just telling you, it's changed my life. And I never intended to be a pastor. It's not like someone showed up on career day and I'm like, that's what I'm gonna do. No, like I never thought I'd be in church, much less a leader in the church. But I know he's changed me. And I want you to look at me in my eye and hear this. He's still in the life change business. He's still breathing life into the dead things. He's still calling things that are not as though they were. There's still hope. And one of the reasons I'm so excited about this, this series coming up is because I believe God's a God of process. And so, so life change didn't happen in my life like overnight, but, but step by step, like relationship, going on a journey with, with God, he, he changed me because God's a God of of process, and so uh, for everyone here, th there's a next step for you to take. Whether you're, you're just, this is your first time ever in a church service, or maybe you've been a season ticket holder for years, like we all have a next step. And so that's why I'm excited for Thrive, this new series that we're gonna start, start next week because God's a God of process. And from cover to cover in the Bible, he takes people on a journey. He's been taking people on this journey from the beginning of time, and he'll take people on this journey until time ends. And here's, here's the process. We see it over and over throughout the Bible, and this is what we're gonna talk about uh, next week in our series called Thrive, that, that number one, you can know God. Not just like you know stuff on Wikipedia, but like personal relationship with God. We're gonna, we're gonna talk about how, how you can know him. What an awesome reality. He, from cover to cover, he, he takes people on a journey where they grow in freedom. We're gonna talk about that. Because all of us, if we're honest, we have some hurts, some habits, some hangups, some things that, that trip us up in life and he wants you to find freedom in those areas. And show your purpose. But how can we show our purpose if we don't know our purpose? But from the beginning of time, God has endowed people with purpose, endowed them with gifts. And we're gonna discover what your unique gifts are and how that finds expression in our world. And then, then the fourth thing that he, he's always taking people on this journey, this process, and launching them to go change the world. And that's what you're creative to do. Go change the world. He's got plans. He's got purpose. But we've got to discover what those are. So, so I'm excited for, for this next series called, called Thrive. Because God's created you to thrive. To experience the abundant life. And that's what we're going to go on a journey and, and discover as well. But I'm just saying God's a God of process. And we see process even on Easter. Even on the Friday, the Saturday, the Sunday of Easter, God was showing us process. And so a question I've been wrestling with, and maybe you've thought of this and wrestled with this question too, like why three days? Why not just like come to earth, pay for sin, 
like an hour later, like, you're welcome. Sin's forgiven. Why, th- why three days? Why not one day? Why not an hour? And I think one of the reasons why is because even in his death, his burial, his resurrection, God was showing us process. He was showing us how, how we can experience those same things in our life and come out alive on the other end. I want to show you this verse that kind of settled this message for me. It's in 1 Peter 2, 21. And it says this, this is the kind of life that you've been invited into. You've been invited into this journey with Jesus. Like, like I'm inviting you to go on this journey. And what, what kind of life is it? Well, it's the kind of life that Christ lived. That's what we're called to. We're called to model our life after the life of Jesus. And when we do, we come alive because that's what you were created to do. That's where you find purpose. That's where you find meaning. That's where you find fulfillment. And so when we align our life with Christ, we come alive. And Peter's just saying, I'm inviting you into this journey. And I'm inviting you into that journey as well. And here's what it says. He suffered everything that came his way. Death, burial, resurrection, pain, confusion. He, he suffered it, everything that came his way so that you would know that it can be done and also know how to do it. And here's how he takes us on that journey, step by, by step. There's a lesson in the Fridays of life. There's a lesson in the Saturdays of life. There's a lesson on Easter Sundays of life. And, and we're going to walk through those, the death, the burial, the resurrection, and, and learn what, how God wants to walk us on that step, step by step. So here's, here's day one, Friday. The day one of, of Easter, Friday. It's known as Good Friday. But I think if you know anything about this story, we could all agree it was a day of pain. It was on Friday that Jesus experienced a beating. It was on Friday that Roman soldiers uh, turned his, his back into ribbons of flesh after brutal whipping. It was on Friday that they, they, they wove a crown of thorns and they, they smashed it down on his head. It was on Friday that they paraded Jesus through the streets. And it was on Friday that they nailed his hands through his wrist, through his feet, nailed him to the cross and uh, erected this cross for him to, to suffer and die as, as, as he would have died of suffocation on a Roman cross, almost eyeball to eyeball, looking out on the crowd, seeing his mom, seeing his friends, seeing these passers-by as they mocked him as they passed. It was a day of pain, and if that weren't enough, a Roman soldier then shoves a spear into his side to make sure that he is lifeless. It was a, a day of pain. And the truth is, for many of us, we have our Easter best on, right? Like, it's Easter, we're looking good. But truth is, many of us, though we look okay on the outside, on the inside, we're in pain. And Friday, a day of pain, the essence of Friday could be captured in this one word, warring. We're, we're warring. We war with things that we face in life, and everything looks good, but on the inside, you're, you're warring with some things. And, and I thought of some of the types of pain that Jesus suffered and listed them out so maybe we could identify with some of them. And the first type of pain we've already talked about is, is physical pain. He, he endured immense amount of physical pain. And we, we, we've touched on that, but 
The challenge with physical pain is it goes beyond the physical, and if we're not, it kind of gets into our, our soul, who we are. It impacts the way we see the world around us, and, and it can really, really trip us up. But you need to know that, that Jesus walked through physical pain so that he could walk with you through your pain step by step. That's what Easter affords us. Not only is there physical pain, but there, he, he suffered emotional pain. We don't think about this one as often, but the Bible says that, that Jesus was despised and, and rejected. His own family members didn't believe in him until, until after the resurrection. Like in the moment he needed his buddies the most, they abandoned him. And, and maybe you know what that, what that feels like, and it hurts probably more than the physical pain. And I knew some of you would come here. You'd be looking good. You'd, you'd have your smile on this Easter Sunday. But on the inside, some very real emotional pain, some, some depression, some grief. And I just want you to know he's experienced it. He's walked through it. And he desires to walk you through it as well. And another kind of pain he experienced was relational pain. And some of you watching this, you're, you're singles, and you just need to know that, that Jesus knows what it's like to be single, uh, to, to know the pain uh, that, that you experience as a single person. He, 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 not only that, but the Bible says that he was tempted in every way and yet did not sin. Like, he, he knows what you're going through. He knows, he knows what you're experiencing. And then, like, some guy in the back yells out, yeah, but he doesn't know what it's like to be married. <laughs> I get that. But I would push back on that a little bit and say, I think he does, because the Bible actually says that, that you, the church, are the bride of Christ. So not only does he know what it's like to be in that type of relationship, he knows what it's like to have his bride cheat on him. And some of you know pain on that level as well. And I'm just saying, he's gone through it so that he can walk you through it step by step. That's Easter. He steps into the pain with us. Not only that, but he knows what it's like to have family issues, to know what it's like to have family, to have family pain. And some of us, like, like we all have fa crazy family members. Like how many of you are sitting next to your crazy family member right now, like in your living room or wherever you, no, don't do that. Uh, but if you don't think you have a crazy family member, here's the, the news, like <laughs> maybe you are that crazy family member. Um, I'm only being serious. But, but there is, he can relate. Jesus can relate. To, to all those pains. And why am I saying this? Because some of you here on this Friday are in the Fridays of life. Some of you are experiencing the Fridays. You're in a, a season of pain and he desires to walk you through it. But not only that, there's a reason in every pain. You say, well, what's the, what's the reason? Well, here it is in Romans 8, 28. He says, and we know that God causes all things, all pain, everything, to work together for, for good. This, this, these two words right here, it's this idea, it's this image of, of synergy that, that there's several objects, but they have to work together to bring about some good. And as, as you give God your pain, as you walk with him step by step and he partners with you, he's gonna bring about some good for, for those who, who love him and are called according to his, his purpose for them. And not only did Jesus experience the pain so he could walk you through it, but he gives you purpose in your pain. And God used pain that Jesus experienced 
to bring about something that we could never fathom the magnitude of. It was on Friday in the midst of painful season that God allowed all things to work together for good and brought healing, brought forgiveness, redemption, hope for today and hope for tomorrow because of the pains of Friday seasons. And here's a promise that you can hang on to if you're in the Fridays of life and that is there is no pain that his purpose cannot redeem. And some of you have had your, your Friday experience and, and now you've moved on to the Saturday of life. And, and after 2020 and this season, I assume a lot of us are probably in this space. And, and, and day two, Saturday, was a day of confusion. I call it a day of confusion because the disciples, the followers of Jesus, his closest friends, they weren't sitting around like, one more day and it's Easter. Like, iron your clothes, buddy. Tomorrow is coming. Like, resurrection's going to happen. Like, Jesus told them, hey, on the third day, I'm going I'm to come back to life. But they either forgot or they didn't believe it could happen because it never happened before. And they're scared, confused. The one who we thought would be like our deliverer, the one who we thought was going to come through, is in a tomb. And they're scared. They're locked behind closed doors. And many of them just are ready to throw in the towel. So if the first day on Friday was a day of pain and a day of warring, day two, a day of confusion, is this day that I, I hate this word, it's a day of waiting. It's a day of waiting because you know you've, you've had pain, but you also know there's promise, and yet somehow you're stuck in the middle, and you're just, you, you're waiting. And in light of the year we've had, I mean, a lot of us are, are here, and so here's what happens whenever we're in, in a waiting season, when we're confused. We want answers, right? Like, we, I want answers. We want to know why. Like, I, I'm a why kind of guy. Like, I want to know, why is this happening? Why are we doing this? Why are we experiencing this? But the reality, you know this, is that that, that four-letter word, why, we're only going to get answers to many of them whenever we see Jesus face to face. But I got this uh, uh, email a while back. It's, it was called Ponderables, and and there's some things that we want to know why to. Some things in life that just don't make sense. Like, like, why is abbreviated such a long word? Like, shouldn't they have abbreviated that word? Like, why is rush hour when traffic's the slowest? Why? That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Why is the guy that invests all your money called a broker? Why? Why? Like, why are they called apartments when they're, they're all together? Like, shouldn't they be... Why? Like, like, if flying's so safe, why do they call it a terminal? Like, why? We, we want answers. But not only do we want to know why, not only do we want answers, but, but in the seasons of confusion, we can begin to doubt. And it was on the, the, the Saturdays that, that the disciples began to doubt to the point where they're ready to, like, like throw in the towel. There's one disciple that has this, this title eternally attached to his name and is doubting Thomas. And these guys have followed Jesus like face to face for years. And here's Jesus. He appears after Sunday, after the resurrection. He's standing in front of, in front of Thomas. And Thomas is like, bro, I don't know. I, I saw what they did to you. I, I saw where they laid your body. And I just, 
I need to put my finger in the, into those hands. I need to, you, you need to show me where they stabbed you with that spear because I don't, I don't know. And we need to be honest with our doubts and we need to wrestle with those doubts. But if we get stuck there, it leads to this next point where we give up. In seasons of confusion, we can get to the point where we just want to give up. And there was one follower of Jesus, followed him around for years. He gave up to the point of taking his own life. There was another follower of Jesus, the disciple that we, we know as a hero of the faith. It's this guy by the name of Peter. And Jesus told Peter, Peter, it, all, upon this rock, like, I'm going to build my church with you. And here's Peter on Saturday, day of confusion. <laughs> I don't know, boys. I think we should go back and make money. Uh, let's leave the ministry and let's go fishing. And let's just make, let's just bring in some revenue. That's what he does. We can get to this point where we want to give up. And, and here, here's the one that I, I hear the most these days. And that's we feel alone. In seasons of confusion, we just feel alone. Like thousands of Facebook followers, like friends on Facebook, followers of Instagram followers. We can be in a room surrounded with people and yet we feel, we feel all alone. And I, I wish I had more time to, to teach on this one because it's so, it's so prevalent these days. But... If I could point you in one direction, it would be here. And, and there's this psalm in Psalm 73. There's this, this guy, he's, he, he loves God, but the whole psalm is basically a complaint. And he's like, he's like God, I, I love you. Like, I'm trying to follow you, but I'm, I'm barely hanging on here. He's like, but these people who don't know you, they do whatever they want. They're making all kinds of money. They don't have a care in the world. And I want to know why. And I want to know if following you so great, why am I experiencing these realities? And he says these words. He says, he says, maybe I've kept my heart pure for nothing. Like maybe I've tried to follow you and it's, it's just not working out. But then he says these words in Psalm 73, 16 through 17. He says, when I tried to understand all this, it, it troubled me deeply. In other words, like, I try to wrap my head around the wise. I try to wrestle my doubt to the ground. I, I try to figure it all out. And I just got more and more depressed until, until I entered the sanctuary of God. And then I understood. Then I understood. As soon as I got close to God, I didn't get all my questions answered, but I got perspective. I, I knew he was with me. I knew he was still on the throne. I didn't get all my whys figured out, but, 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 I, but I knew it was going to be okay. I knew I was safe again. In Saturdays, when confusion is rampant, get close to God, because God is not a God of confusion. In his presence, he might answer all your questions of why, but you got to ask. But if he doesn't answer your why questions, in his presence, I promise you'll find peace. Fridays, the day of pain, you need to know there is no pain that his purpose can't redeem. But in the Saturdays, the days of confusion, you need to know that there is no confusion that his presence cannot calm. His presence will bring peace. But the truth is, I don't want you stuck on Fridays. The truth is, I hope you come out of the Saturdays. And, and my hope for all of us is that we begin to experience some Sundays and so, so, so day three, Sunday, is the day of, 
of resurrection. It's the day of, of death to life. On Sunday, it's where we experience a new day where dead things come to life again. If Friday is warring and Saturday is waiting, then Sunday is it's winning, baby. And we want to win, right? And you're like, well, how do, I, how do I win? How do I experience an entirely new reality? I want that. Well, the answer is found in one word. You ready for this? Drum roll, please. Here we go. Okay. You want to win? Here it is. One word. Ah, oh, that was, it's Easter. Let's get that off. Let's get that off the screen. Jesus, he brings dead things back to life. He calls things that are not as though they were. In the midst of hopeless situations, he can bring hope to you, no matter what you're facing, no matter what your past may be, no matter what your present situation might look like. Jesus didn't come to bring a holiday. He came to bring a new day. And if you want to experience this, there's one word for you to experience that new day, and it is... Jesus. It's Easter. Come on, Central. Well, get this. Jesus just doesn't offer resurrection power when you die. You can walk in resurrection power every day of your life. And you say, well, how does that work? Here it is, John 11. Jesus said this, I am the resurrection and the life. You want to know resurrection power? Get close to Jesus. You want to experience life change where dead things come alive? It's, G, he, it's I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And, and whoever lives by believing in me will never die. And here's the question Jesus asked, and I want to ask you. Do you believe this? Do you believe this? I have one goal today, and it's to get you to believe again. It's to get you to believe that if you're experiencing the, the painful Fridays of life, that you would believe again that there is no pain that his purpose can't redeem. That if you're in the confusing seasons of Saturday, that you would know and believe again there is no confusion that his purpose cannot calm. His presence will bring calm in the midst of confusing seasons. Beyond all that, though, I want you to experience the Sundays, beyond the Saturdays, beyond the Fridays. Easter teaches us this principle that there is no death that his power cannot resurrect. Now teaching you about this hopefully has moved you a little closer to believing. But believing is where it begins. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Do you believe this? Believing that, that Easter isn't just a holiday, but Easter brings a brand new day. Believing that, that Easter isn't just something that we celebrate, it's someone we experience because there is no death that his power cannot resurrect. Sometimes teaching just, just gets us down the road a little bit, but we need a little more of a nudge. And that comes through story. And so I thought of all the people that could line up here and share a story and I thought about Michael, how it'd be awesome to hear his story of how God brought resurrection into his life. I thought it'd be great. We could hear from Keith, how, how, how God brought resurrection to his life. We could, bring, we could talk to Joy and she could tell you about how, how God's changed her life. We could, talk to, we could talk to Kristen, we could talk to Michelle. We could, we could bring a whole train of people. We could bring up uh, Hector. We could bring up all these people to tell you how, how God's changed their life because God's in the life change business. But we don't have time for that. So I thought there would be one person is fairly new to the Central family that I thought you'd like to hear from. So check this out. 
I was born in a Christian home where my parents were always involved in serving a church. My parents were assigned to plant a church and we as a family were always serving together. But when I was only 10 years old, uh, something unexpected happened, something that would change my life forever. A Saturday in the morning, we were at home and my mom wasn't feeling well. Uh, then she passed out. So my dad uh, quickly took her to the hospital and there we found out that she had had a stroke. Hours later, the same day, she passed away. Everything happened so fast. She was a healthy person and full of energy always, but now she was gone. I was only 10 years old, so I had so many questions in my head, like why was this happening to us if we as a family were serving God, striving always to give our best to God. But some time later, I understood that this wasn't only about how we were feeling or the pain we were experiencing at the moment. Of course, God always was there with us every step of the way, but through this kind of life-changing situations, God always has a plan and a way of changing our perspective about life. So during this difficult season of my life, uh, God was teaching me and my family uh, to live with an eternal perspective. Teaching us that when we experience physical death, it's not the end of our life. It's only the beginning of our face-to-face -face encounter with God. I will live forever. And if I have lived a righteous life before God's eyes, I know I will live my eternity in His presence and I'll see my beloved ones once again. Now I live to honor God and I've decided to serve Him all my days for His glory. It doesn't matter the situation, in my mouth there will always be praises to God. So I can say that Jesus brought resurrection to my life when he showed me that I will live forever and that the same power that rose him from death lives in me. I would just ask that you be very still and, and lean in for these next, next few moments. And I'm going to close and then you can, you can get on with your Easter plans. But I want to close with this verse that just sums up everything that we, we've talked about today. And it's found in Philippians chapter 3. And it's this guy named Paul and he, he writes these words. He says, he says, I want to know Christ. Not just like information, but like I want to, I want to know him personally. 
And we're actually going to unpack this, this word uh, next week in our, our new series, Thrive. But he said, like, I want to I know, know Christ. And I want to just know about Easter. I want to experience it. I want to experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. He says, he says this, I, I want to I suffer with him. Like, I don't want to go through my Fridays alone. Like, I want to I go through that suffering, but I want to do it step by step with Jesus. I want to share in his death. Like, I want to go through the confusing days of Saturday on my own. I want to, I'm going to go through that with him. So that one way or another, I will experience the resurrection from the dead. I want to experience a Sunday as well. And I want you to experience that too. But honestly, like, I can't, I can't provide you that. This church can do a whole lot for you, but it can't, it can't help you experience. It can't, can't give you that. Only one person can do that, and that's by you going on a real journey, having an authentic, real relationship with Jesus. He's the only one who can provide that. And so my hope for all of you watching this is that you'd say with Paul, I want to know Christ. I want to follow him through the good days, through the bad days, through the painful seasons. That's not going to be perfect, but I know he'll be with me. I want to know him. And that's the best decision that you can ever make. It's not a church decision. It's not a religious decision. It's a relationship decision. And if that's your decision, it's, you're simply saying, hey, it's time. It's time. I, I'm a, I want to know, know Christ. And so here's what I would like for, for all of us to do. Uh, no matter where you are, like, just take out your cell phone. This is going to be a little bit different. Um, if you got a bunch of notifications or messages, just ignore them and, and open up your, your text messages. And, and here's what I would ask you to do. Uh, just pull out your phone. We're all going to text uh, one letter, one letter. And this is kind of a, we're putting down an anchor, just saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to acknowledge where I'm at in this process. And here's the deal. You don't have to text. Like, if, if you're not going to text, that, like, that's, your, that's up to you. But you do need to know this, sir. You do need to know this, ma'am. You are one of these. And I would just invite you to participate. So if you're a staff member, you're an elder, like, like you're a season ticket holder here at Central, or maybe this is your first time ever experiencing any, anything like this, I want every, everyone to participate in this. And so here's what we're going to do. Take out our phone, pull up our messages, and we're going to text this number, 408-944-5402. And I'm going to talk to you about all four of these. And again, you don't have to, you don't have to text one, but you are one. And so just put an anchor down, put a stake in the ground this Easter and acknowledge where you are. The first is letter A. And so if this is you, just text one letter, text A. And A is I'm already in a real relationship with Jesus. Like I've, I've been baptized, I believe in him. Uh, he walks with me through the good times, through the bad times. Like, like I know I'm a follower of Jesus. If you're already in a relationship with Jesus, just text A. And that'd be awesome to acknowledge that. If you want to begin a real relationship with Jesus, text B. You say, you know what, I'm, I'm not, but I don't want this Monday to be the same as last Monday. I'm going to begin today and follow God. I'm going to let him be the CEO of my life. I'm going to let him call the shots. I want to begin this relationship with Jesus. I, when you were talking about that Paul guy, like, who said he wanted to know Christ, like, that's me. I want to know him. I want to, not just in my head, I want to know him personally. That's you, text B. If you're in this place where you're like, I'd like to consider it a bit more. 
I'd like for you to text C. You're like, hey, you got me close. Like, like I still got some questions I need to wrestle to the ground, though. I still want to, I want to consider it a bit more. And, and if that's you, I just invite you to text C. And honestly, uh, I've always dreamed of having a church full of people that were C's. They, they hadn't crossed the line yet, but, but they had a buddy, they had a family member, invited them in, and, and they're going on this journey, and they're, they're wrestling with tough questions. And if that's you, you're still considering it, then, then just text C. And, uh, and if, if you're a D, D simply means, I don't ever intend on making that decision. If that's you, then I would just invite you to have the guts to text D. Acknowledge that. Like, put a stake in the ground. That's, that's who I am. And if you're a D, here's what I know to be true about you. If you've listened to this far into the service, uh, you love some people very well. And you've got some people that love you a whole lot. Because you've listened to this Easter service this far. But if you're a D and you're like, I just love people. I'm here because my family member invited me. My buddy sent me this link. And I'm just, but I don't ever intend to make that decision. Then that's okay. I just invite you to text D. And my commitment is I'm a, I can't convince you. I'm not going to bother you. I'm not going to try to convince you any more than I already have. But I will pray for you. And I believe God's going to do a work. So if you're a D, just, just put D. And whenever everyone puts their, their phones away after texting one of those letters, I'll know we're, we're ready to wrap up and I'm, I'm going to pray. So, so A, I'm already a believer. B, today I'm beginning that relationship. C, I still need some time to consider it. Or D, I don't ever intend to, I don't ever intend to do that. Just text one of those letters to 408-944-5402. Let's pray. God, I thank you for Easter. I thank you, God, that because of Easter, you walk with us. You're willing to, to step into our mess and walk with us step by step through the seasons of pain, through the times of confusion, And God, ultimately, because of Easter, you bring victory, God. We can win at life. And God, you came to give us life and life to the fullest. And that's only found in you, Jesus, because you are the resurrection and the life. So God, I pray for your church, God, that everyone watching this, that Easter would be more than a day we celebrate. But God, it would be something we experience on a regular basis. God, would you strengthen your church, I pray. And if you're, you continue to pray and and, and listen into this. If you, if you checked B, if you text B today, I would just invite you to, to begin that real relationship by talking to God in this moment. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth that you're gonna make Jesus the CEO of your life and you're gonna, you believe in your heart that Easter happened, that Jesus did die on the cross, but he rose the third day, that, 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 that you can be saved, the Bible says. And so if that's you, I would be my joy to, to lead you in this this prayer as you begin that real relationship. So if you text B, pray with me. God, I know I've made some mistakes. I realize my sin has separated me from you. But God, I believe Jesus died on the cross to pay the penalty for all my sins. I believe that Jesus rose from the dead. And because he lives, I believe I can experience new life in you. Now you say this to him, Jesus, because you gave your life for me, today I'm giving my life to you. Be the leader and the forgiver of my life. And whatever you ask me to do, God, I'm going to do it. In Jesus' name, amen.
Well, hey, if that was your commitment today, I want you to know that all of heaven is celebrating with you. I want you to know that, that we, the central family, are celebrating with you. And we'd be honored to, to journey through this, this the relationship with Jesus with you. And honestly, the best next step for you, once you uh, begin this real relationship, is to go public with your faith by getting baptized. And if nothing else, if you do nothing else today, at least tell somebody about the decision that you made to begin a real relationship with Jesus. So let's whoop it up for him in the, in the chat. Let's clap for him. It's awesome. We're cheering you on. Uh, that's what Easter is all about. I hope you'll come back. Join us next week. If you're already a follower of Jesus, the best thing that you can do is learn how to thrive in life because God's created you to experience the abundant life. If you're a new believer, man, join us next week for Thrive as you learn to take some steps along this journey. If you're still considering it, at least come join us next week and see what the Bible says cover to cover that God desires for his people to experience it. And if you don't ever plan to, well, you're invited back to Happy Easter, Central Family.